Hi there, I'm Jen Blandos, the founder of Female Fusion. I've been an entrepreneur for over 20 years with experience in building seven-figure businesses and working around the world. Originally, I'm from Canada, but I've been living in Dubai for the past 14 years. I've created this podcast to share my insights and expertise as a global entrepreneur and help other women start, build, grow, and scale their businesses. You'll also hear from some of the world's top experts and female entrepreneurs who will inspire and motivate you to achieve your business goals. So join me as we explore all that the world has to offer and build the business of your dreams. Let's get started. Welcome everyone to the next episode of Women on the Rise. And I am super excited today with my guest and my friend, Christina Lankowski, who is an amazing specialist in podcasting, but not just how you create a podcast. That's not her jam. She's going to talk to us all about the other side and how businesses can get onto podcasting. And I first met Christina over a year ago in Australia, and I fell in love with Christina. Just her energy is amazing. Her business is amazing. And what she does is so powerful. And I am so excited to have Christina on the podcast today. About what she does. Hi, Christina. Hi, Jen. Thank you so, so much for having me on. Um, yeah, when we connected about a year ago in Australia, we just hit it off right away. And both of us just really, really like each other. We like what each other does. And we've even had the opportunity to um, see each other since then in Canada, which was super fun. Um, and yeah, here we are today. And I'm super excited to oh, talk amazing. with your audience. Well, you have... Um, you have a really cool business. And when we talk about having a business that's very niche, that is exactly what you have. So I want to, before we do that, right. though, I want to talk a little bit about your journey, about what inspired you to start a company that helped businesses get placed on podcasts, because that wasn't originally what you had. Mm -hmm. And you've kind of made a bit of no. a shift. Yeah. So tell me a bit about mm -hmm. what you exactly. did for that. Absolutely. So, you know, like many people that are listening, you probably started out doing something different than what you're doing now, right? And so for me, I started out in the world of marketing and PR. I worked for great companies like Dark Horse Comics, Cirque du Soleil, um, a lot of state and regional tourism boards. And I also worked for agencies as well. So PR and marketing agencies. And I did all this for over a decade. And then I had my daughter. Um, and when I had my daughter at that time, I was a senior account executive for a PR agency, a public relations agency here where I live in Boise, Idaho. And, um, you know, after I had my daughter, I always thought that I would, you know, my mom worked full time. I always assumed like I would just go right back to it. But after I had my daughter, I was like, you know what? I don't think I want to do this. Like, I don't think I want to be working full time anymore. And so I went to the company and we tried. We tried to make it work. They tried to make it work. I tried to make it work. But the fact of the matter is you just can't be a senior account executive working part time when you're in the PR world. Yeah. And so I went off on my own. And for about a year, I just did the mom thing. Um, I hung out with my daughter and um, just kind of did that whole jazz. And then people started emailing me and asking about taking on 
PR contracts. So specifically in the world of tourism, that was my area of expertise. And so I did, I started doing writing projects, PR projects, all that type of stuff kind of in that world. And a couple of, you know, fast forward a couple of years into that. And I was like, dropped into the world of online marketing and online courses and all that type of stuff. And I was like, all right, that's it. Like, I'm going to do a course. This is it. Like I'm, I'm ready to go. This is going to be the best way for me to make money and you know, X, Y, Z. And when I launched that course, I did exactly what the particular gurus that I was listening to said to do, but nowhere in that did it involve publicity. And I want to be clear that my course was about publicity. <laughs> so this is a real facepalm moment in my life where I'm teaching people how to do publicity. That's what my course is all about, but I do know publicity to promote my That own. is so common so, with people in the digital space, right? Who are yes. course creators that they, yes. they design like the most amazing yep. course, but then they are like the world's best kept secret because they don't promote it. Exactly. Exactly. They don't promote it. And so I kind of was doing the whole like pay for ads into a webinar, into a bunch of emails. And then obviously that will sell a million courses. Right. And long story short, it did not. <laughs> and I launched and it was a complete failure. You know, like it, it really, I sold a couple and that was it. And my husband was definitely like, what is happening here? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. And so the next time I went to launch it, I was like, all right, this time I'm doing it my way. And so I started to get myself booked on podcasts and this was 2018. Okay. So podcasts were becoming more popular, but they weren't part of like our daily lives. I think for most people, like they are now. But I started to book myself on podcasts that were full of my ideal audience. And the difference I saw in my business was night and day. People reaching out to me to hire me, people reaching out to me to speak at their events, people just buying my course right off the shelf. I didn't have to go through this long nurture sequence. They were just like, oh, yeah, I heard you on that. We really liked what you had to say. We just went ahead and bought this. We just went ahead wow. and bought the course. Things like that started happening. And, I, and it was all because... I was guessing on and podcasts. Did you, did you find and so, that it yeah, was um, people from all over the country or all over the world or the world? The world. The world. Yes. Particularly because I was in the tourism industry. There was people that were buying my course in Australia, people that were buying my course um, in Singapore, people that were buying my course all over the world, not just in North America where I'm based. That's a great question. That's still where the bulk of them came from. But there was people that were getting it from from all different places because they would write That's me so cool. and they would be like, I heard you on on X, Y, Z. Um, and we were just really liked you and we really liked what you had to say. And so we grabbed this. So. I was doing all that. I was going strong, doing that for a couple of years until the pandemic hit. And when the pandemic hit, I saw the writing on the wall for tourism very, very quickly. Um, because if people are not staying in hotels, tourism does not, tourism does not have money. I don't know how it works worldwide, but that's how it works in North America. That's how um, tourism makes their money is through hotel room stays. And so when that wasn't happening, I was like, this isn't going to be good. Um, and at that point I'd already had an inkling to kind of switch into teaching people how to book themselves on podcasts. So I just went ahead and did that. I just moved full force, like in April, May, 2020 shifted my business into this. 
at first it started with teaching people how to do, um, how to book themselves onto podcasts. And we still have a training that does that. But really by the end of that year, I had people, so many people that were just reaching out to me and they were like, yeah, 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 this is all great, but could you just do it? <laughs> and I was like, I can. Um, and so I started to, started to pitch clients myself eventually brought on other team members. So now the full agency that we have. That's, today. I mean, that's my dream. Just having somebody just go, just do it. Just book me, just tell me where I have to go and I will do yeah. it. And that yeah. I think for so many entrepreneurs, right. When you're yeah. so busy that you don't have time to do that kind of like time to pitch yourself yep. for press coverage as well. And you and I have had this conversation before about the difference between going for press coverage and going for being on a podcast and that actually, because mm -hmm. a lot of people, if they have a choice between podcast or, you know, you're in your local newspaper or a national newspaper on TV, where is that going to be more valuable for your business? Because a lot of companies mm -hmm. will always choose the press coverage. Right. Right. I think this is a great question. And I think that it's really important to understand the role that these two things play. So the beauty of getting something like um, traditional print coverage or maybe being on a radio show or something like that, these are fantastic credibility markers. So that's wonderful to be able to put on your website. Like I was on CBS or I've been featured on, you know, entrepreneur or whatever, but does it make you money? The answer is no. And this is why I'm so passionate about the work that we do, because being a guest on a podcast, I talked about how people really got to know me. And by getting to know me and hear my voice, that is what got them to make that purchase. It wasn't that I'd been featured on XYZ. Again, I'm not saying that's bad. Trust me, that's great. But it's not what gets people to put their money down and spend with you. It's because they trust you that no like and trust factor is up so dramatically. And the other thing about podcasts, and again, why I really believe in them the most for my clients is it becomes evergreen content that you could be using over and over and over and again in so many different ways. Getting your name in a, um, you know, in a print magazine, you can't use that. You know, you can, you can put a screenshot to it once, you know, and put that out there. And again, you can have the logo on your website, but a podcast, you can be chopping up into so much content for your social media channels. You can be putting on your website. You can be turning it into a blog. There's so many different ways that you can be gleaming more mm -hmm. from And that. I find uh, the, the one thing that you said that I think is really important as well is the no like, and trust factor, right? Because you don't really mm -hmm. know somebody from a media interview, whether they're on the radio or they're on TV, nope. right? Because you have a limited mm -hmm. amount of time and you're not able to go in depth. I think, you know, the longest that I might do is maybe 20, 30 minutes on a radio if I'm on like a talk radio show. And that's, and that's long, long, right? That's like, not, it's common. not common. Like yeah. you're normally doing yeah. three to mm -hmm. five minutes, but you know, there are- You're doing like 30 <laughs> seconds. Yeah. Yeah. If you're just going for a soundbite. Yeah. yeah. And so that's, and yeah. I always say as well to our members, um, 
you know, it's that sort of great for the reputation building and the credibility piece. And I find as well for for me, because I have different audiences, right? Like my main audience is female entrepreneurs, but then there's the other side, which are the sponsors that we have that will sponsor Mm -hmm. female fusion to support female entrepreneurs. And they kind of like to look at it and go, oh, Mm -hmm. you've been on TV. Oh, you've been in the newspaper. All of that is really great. And that kind of gives us the credibility that you can then say, okay, and because we're in the newspaper and we're really great, you need to give us money. (laughs) Where, you know, um, the people who would buy from you, who would be like your customers or your members or any of that sort of stuff, that they really want to get to know you. And I find it so interesting Mm -hmm. because sometimes as well, I do podcasts and you probably hear this as well from your clients, that sometimes you're like, does anybody really listen? You know, you look at your podcast stats and you yeah. know how many people are are listening, but you're like, do they really listen? Do they really care? And then I'll have people come up to me and they'll go, oh my God, I listened to like that interview that you did so-and-so. That was so amazing. And, you know, thank you for sharing that. And you're like, oh, people mm-hmm. do listen and they do listen regularly, right? Yep. Yes. And they're going to hear you. Sometimes they're going to hear you more than once. And that's a good thing. I have people that write me and they're like, yo, I just heard you on my third podcast, like, you know, in the past couple of months. And now I'm ready to kind of hop on a call or I want to figure out a little bit more because again, someone hears you once, Mm -hmm. that's fantastic. But if they hear you more than once and that, that message is really resonating with them, they're finally going to get to the point where they're going to take action. Right. And I think that that's so, so important. Um, and so I love that you said that. And I do think that what I like to say to our clients when they start is like, and our clients know this, like we work with them for a year, but at the end, we're always like, things are going to happen that you can't even imagine are going to happen. Like, yes, there's going to be clients that are going to come into your world and some amazing leads and that's all wonderful. And we love that, but there's also going to be opportunities that are going to be open to you that we can't even think are going to happen right now. And it's all because you're getting out there and telling your story. And particularly for us, we work with under-recognized entrepreneurs. So we only work with women, members of the LGBTQ community, members of the BIPOC community, and neurodiverse entrepreneurs. So these are people that folks aren't always, they're not always being able to hear their stories. And so when someone hears someone else's story that's similar to them, they really, really resonate with that more than someone that they don't feel like shares, you know, kind of a similar life outlook. I mean, it's just having something different, right? And that that's what I love about podcasts yes. is that so often in the media, it's kind of the same, same, same stuff where you listen to mm-hmm. a podcast and you're like, oh, they think just like me or, you know, oh, that's how they dealt mm-hmm. with a, a problem. And I, yep. I, mean, I love podcasts. I listen to podcasts all the time. <laughs> and Yes, yeah. same. <laughs> and, you know, and it's it, it's such a powerful tool to connect with with your audience. But I still find as well that some people can feel very hesitant about doing podcasts because it is the um, oh yeah oh I don't think it's going to be as good as being on TV or um, I don't think that my audience is going to listen to me. And do you find like is podcasting can it be for everyone? Like if you're an entrepreneur. Could podcasting be for anyone or would you say that it only maybe really suits like particular industries or different types of people? Yeah, I think this is a great question. And 
The only place that can be a little, so I do believe that all entrepreneurs can find value on being on podcasts, 100%. The couple things that you want to look for is making sure you're getting in front of the right audience. So I say this to people a lot. We are very strategic with who we are getting our clients in front of. I am not just trying to get you on any show for the sake of being on a show. And that's one thing as an entrepreneur you want to be very particular of is like, is this my ideal audience? Now, if one of your friends asks you to be on their podcast and you want to do it because you think it'd be fun, do it. And it's do good it. for practice, like, do it, right? Do it. Like I'm I'm all for it. Yeah. It's good for practice, but don't expect it to move the needle in your business. And I think that that is what people kind of have to have a mindset shift around that sometimes because I'll ask, you know, people come up to me and they'll be like, well, I've been on a couple of podcasts before, but it didn't really do anything. And first of all, I'm like, you got to be on more than a couple. But second, you know, were they ones that you pitched to or were you asked to be on them? And I would say nine times out of 10, it was ones that they were asked to be on. And then when I asked them, okay, and was it your ideal audience? Like, well, no, it was a past client or was a friend of mine or whatever. Okay. Then you can't really be saying that this doesn't work for you because you're not getting in front of the right people. So being strategic is so important. And the other thing, and one of the reasons that I love, love podcasts more than any other form. And I want to be clear, you guys, when I said I've worked for agencies, I've done all the traditional PR for over a decade. So TV, radio, print, all that stuff. I'm, I've been in that world. And the other thing that I really, really love about podcasts is you get to tell people exactly where you want them to go. When you are on TV, you don't get to direct people where you want them to go. When you are just featured in a magazine, when they put your name in there, you're not telling people yes. where to go. Okay. But at a, at the end of a podcast, I get to say, you know, Jen's going to say to me, okay, so Christina, how can people find out more about you? How can they find out more about what you have going on? And I'm going to direct people exactly to where I want them to go. And that is such a powerful tool to have that call to action there. That is not typical of publicity And will you do it as well? I mean, we're going to talk numbers and things like that, but will you do it that every different podcast that you're on, will you have a different link that you will share on that podcast so you can track where your traffic is coming from? Or, okay. We don't, but you yeah. certainly can. Um, for our clients, what we prefer to have or what we recommend just to kind of help with the overwhelm of the situation is one page that you direct all podcasts to. So like for me, it's publicitybychristina.com backslash booked. And on that page, it has a free download. And then it has different ways that you can work with me, being able to sign up for a discovery call, testimonials, you know, my social links, all that type of good stuff. And the reason I'll tell you the reason why I really recommend this strategy as opposed to separate links is because people will listen to this years later. People will listen to an interview one year down the road, two years down the road. When I find a podcast that I'm into, and I'm sure people can relate to this, Jen, you can relate to this, I'm sure. I will go back and listen to years worth of worth of episodes. I'll be listening to episodes from 2020, 2021, 2022. I go all the way back. And the thing about having that solid one URL is that link is never going to be broken. And you can always and update. And we really want to make sure that yeah, it's very you clear. You can always update. That's what I love about it. So if I need to update it because we're doing a webinar or I have a new freebie that I want to be giving, I'm just updating that page. I don't need to worry about the link. Is it going to go to the right place or whatever? there's going to be something there for people to get yeah, what that's they want. so good. And 
Yeah, I mean, we, we do that as well. I think we've experimented with both. Um, and mm-hmm. you know me, I like to overcomplicate things sometimes. <laughs> Into that, Christina says, well, yes. like, Jen, make it easy. You know, it's always like I always say, as I say, not yeah. as I do, you know, to my. Yeah. <laughs> one leg and then Jen goes off and has 10 legs you know I make yeah yeah I'm all about working smarter not harder and that's also why podcasts like why I believe in them so much for content creation do one podcast interview and create 10 pieces of content off of it you know what I mean like these are these are the reasons why we do those things like I'm all about reusing and making it as easy as possible. So one link makes it really easy for people to wrap their head around. And then having, you know, using that content and doing that with each episode also is just kind of, again, working smarter, not harder. No, I totally agree with you on that. And then what about, okay, so you have lots of different clients, you're pitching them to be on. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. There was one other thing I was going to say, sorry about the question you asked. And that was that The one thing that can be a little tricky is if you only work locally, okay? So that's one thing about podcasts that you need to be very cognizant of is like, if you just have one local thing, like you're like, I have a brick and mortar in this particular town and we don't ship, like we don't ship or, you know, whatever, I mean, I don't know how many companies don't ship anymore, but yeah. yeah, you're a cafe. Exactly. You're a restaurant owner or something like that. I absolutely still believe there is value in getting on local shows. And if you're in a big enough town, there definitely will be local shows. Um, But really for entrepreneurs, you're very well suited if you can work with people all over the world, right? Um, If you're able to be offering stuff online to anywhere in the world or ship online. I say that to people a lot too. If you do have products, as long as it's available to be able to ship anywhere. Yes. Like, and you know, it. I say this to my members all the time. I'm like, stop thinking like in one city or one country that there's so many opportunities yep. internationally and for mm-hmm. us to to take our businesses and go digital. And that's something that that I learned very early on, like 20 years ago. I took my business international yeah. and yeah. I know you were, you did it before everyone else was doing it. Yeah. Well, Christina, awesome. I did it just because I like to travel and I was like, woohoo, I'm going to a different country. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, Hey, no, 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 that's not bad. That's a good thing. So get, you know, get out there and do it. Now we're all, we're all catching up and doing this all online. But I, I think that that's just an important point for people to know. And I love that you said that because guys, like, honestly, about a third of our clients are based yeah. internationally outside of North America. And I love it. I love that. I love that we're bringing in voices from outside of North America to, um, you know, for people to to hear. It's so I think cool it's awesome. as well that you can connect with people all over the world. Like I love even um, for our podcast, looking at the stats that we've got, you know, people in Australia, America, Canada, UK, yeah. but then we've got listeners in Malawi and Botswana and Qatar and the UAE yes, and that. Hong Kong. And I'm like, how yeah. cool is that, that we have people all over the world yep. that are hearing our voices. So for everybody in those countries, say hello. <laughs> hello. Hello. Yeah. I love <laughs> Welcome. Right. And, but I mean, everything about that, that Whenever I talk to people and they're like, no, I don't want to go international. I'm like, why? What? Like, 
why would yeah. you not want to? And I see even with my members who start to go international, one of one of our members has a clothing company and she's just listed her clothing company on one of those international sites where you can ship everywhere. And she said to me within a month, she's like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I've shipped to like 25 different countries that I never even like That's knew amazing. that I could ship to before. So it's quite cool. International yeah. for everything, whether it's physical products or digital as well. I love that. And one thing I want to say is, you know, you'll probably tell from my accent where I said I'm American, right? And I'm married to an American. And um, one thing, and that that will come in in a moment to why that was important. So, you know, Jen and I met through this Australian mastermind. We were with a bunch of Australians. And I had, you know, before I joined the mastermind, I didn't know a whole lot about the culture, to be honest. You know, I mean, I knew where Australia was and, you know, stuff like that, but I didn't really know much more than that. Um, And one thing that was really fascinating to me, but that I've had to rebuke, and I don't know if some of your listeners can, can relate to this, is thinking that Americans don't want to hear what other people have to say. And I want to tell you right now that that is not true. Um... There are, you know, just like in any country, there are people that aren't going to want to hear what other people have to say, but they don't even want to hear what other Americans have to say. So, you know, that's that's just that type of person. Right. But the people that you're getting in front of, we want to hear what you have to say. And it's actually very, very cool to hear from people that do live elsewhere. And I think that, you know, we've had many Australian clients and clients in Singapore and all this type of good stuff. They are surprised when they do get on these shows and they the response they get. And I'm like, exactly because you're different. You're different than what they've heard this whole time. And the reason that I brought up my husband is because I heard this and I heard this thing about Australia. And I, I went down to my husband, you know, we were, and we he both he works a lot with people all over the world in Europe and in Asia. And we were sitting at dinner and I was like, you know, one of one of the people in my mastermind just said, like, they don't think Americans like really think that i'm or yeah they they don't think americans want to hear what people in other parts of the world have to say and my husband was like really and i was like i know right (laughs) (laughs) so i i think that like i just want you to get this through your head that there is value no matter where you come from and that anybody who who is worthwhile who's worth your time wants to hear what you have to say so don't be afraid to get yourself in front of the and i'm not saying just you know not not talking about just America, but those international audiences, because people do want to hear from people from other parts of the world and they do want to hear those different perspectives. Sorry, I had to get on my soapbox there, but I just think it's really important for you to hear like we're we want to totally. hear from and you. I love that. And even as well, you know, with with our podcast too, one of the decisions that I made is I was like, we're global. We are female fusion is global. I am not going to, even though my home is in Dubai, I am not going to just interview businesses Mm -hmm. in Dubai. I've only had one business that's based in Dubai actually be on my podcast out of all of the interviews, because I'm like, I want to talk to people all over the world. I want to hear what's going on in Mm -hmm. business, what they think, because it's when we're exposed to these different ideas and learn about what's working in different countries that we can take that and learn from that and grow our business. So that to me is much Mm -hmm. more, more interesting. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. And I think that most people do agree, you know, and, and I certainly think most entrepreneurs agree with that. And so get out there, get in front of folks. You know, I I know that you kind of brought this up in a different sense, but like 
people get very up in their head about guesting on shows, right? They get very much like, well, I don't think anyone wants mm -hmm. to hear from me. And I don't, you know, I don't think that I have anything to say. And, you know, I'm worried about X, Y, Z. And I like to ask people in that situation, what do you think is the worst that can happen? Like, what do you think? What do, what do you honestly think could happen? And for most people, they say something like, well, I mess up or, you know, I say something wrong. Well, first of all, most of most interviews, this one, you know, maybe not so much because we're we're live, but, you know, for most of them, they're not live. So if you really mess saying something up, you can say to the host, you know what, I'm sorry, do you mind asking me that question again so I can give it in a better, you know, give a better answer? They're happy to do that. You guys, no one is out to yeah. get you. And um, actually, and I think that that's I, important. And I think to hear. as well, like if you compare that to PR, because both you and I have a background in PR and have worked for for PR agencies, yeah. and I'm sure you've had the client as well who would always say, um, "So, do you think you can get the questions in advance?" And you'd be like, "No, <laughs> you know, that's yeah. not how journalists no. work." Yeah. Well, it depends. Yeah. Certain countries, you no. can. But yeah. the thing about yeah. podcasts, as you say, is that people aren't out to get you and you always get kind of an approval before it goes live. I, most, anytime I've guessed it, they always send me the episode first and they're like, hey, can you have a look at this? Just make sure you're okay with it. Oh, I wouldn't say that okay. is common. Um, that does not typically happen. Um, uh, but at least okay. for our clients. I mean, I don't um, care. Uh, that is not something that's very common, but... I will, but I will say that like, and I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just saying like, I don't, I don't, don't expect mm. that because that isn't very normal for us, but same, mm. but with that in mind, just like you said, the questions we aren't normally getting ahead of time, you know, this is supposed to be a conversation. Yeah. You know, this is something that you guys are just talking back and forth between. And, you know, I, I want you to feel comfortable with knowing that in my mind, truly, the worst thing that can happen is you don't put yourself yeah. out there because your business will not grow. If you are not getting in front of new people, your business totally. will not and grow. And do you know what? I want to talk to you about that because last year, so you and I both have our businesses on Kajabi. Um, before we started the recording, mm -hmm. I was telling you that I'm a big fangirl of Kajabi. I think you are as well because they've, they've basically given us yes, the, absolutely. the platform to build our businesses on. And I love that. And it's just, yes. it's a company that cares yes. as well. And so for me, they have my business. Um, mm -hmm. I love them. But last year, Kajabi yeah. released um, some research where they said, do you know that our businesses on Kajabi who have podcasts make 24% more than those who don't? And I read that research mm -hmm. and I was like, Okay, I'm having a podcast. <laughs> it's it's time. It the time 24% yeah. increase in my revenue. I am in. <laughs> and yes, yes. Do you I love like it. I, I think that that is really interesting from that perspective. So one for having a podcast that that kind of um will help increase your exposure, get you out there. And it makes sense, right? Because mm -hmm. people then, you know, the no like and trust yeah. factor. But do you also see it on the other side? So there is the one having the podcast, but then it should be equally as powerful also, you know, appearing on other people's podcasts. Yeah. And I would, you know, I would argue that it's more powerful and I can talk about some of the stats behind that. But one thing that I want to break down real quick that I think is really important for people is 
your marketing. Okay. So there's three pillars in your marketing owned, earned, and paid. And paid is what you expect it to be, where money is exchanged, you know, ads, influencer campaigns, all that type of good stuff. Owned are the channels you own. So your newsletter, your podcast. So for instance, that's what this particular Kajabi stat is saying, right? The things that you have control over, your social media channels, and then earned. And that's what we focus on, publicity. So that's getting out of the people's podcasts, TV, radio, um, all those types of things where no money is exchanged you are getting on someone else's platform and providing value, right? And that particular type of marketing earned consumers value 70% more. Totally, because they trust it. Okay, right? so they trust it. They trust that podcast host. They trust that TV. They trust that, you know, print publication. They trust what those people are telling them. The people that are listening to me right now, you trust Jen to bring on guests that she values and that she knows can bring a lot to her audience, right? So that's going to already in your mind, put that person at a higher level, right? And so I think that this is really, really important for you to know that they serve different purposes. People ask me a lot, what should I do first, guest or start a podcast, right? They, I get asked that question a lot. And the thing I always say back to that is, well, what, what is the, the general, what is the purpose, right? So like, if you want to have your own podcast, what that does is really expands your brand. Okay. So when people are in your world, they can be listening to your podcast, get to know you even better, um, you know, get to the point, hopefully where they're ready to purchase, they're ready to go, et cetera. Or are you looking to get in front of new people? Are you trying to just, the difference is, are you trying to grow the people that you already have, or are you trying to get in front of new people? And if the answer is you're trying to get in front of new people, then guesting is what you need to be doing. They serve different purposes. That doesn't mean that as you guest on a show, you can't be directing people back to your podcast for that to be the call to action where they can find you. That doesn't mean that there isn't value in both of these. It just means that they have different end And goals. it is different purposes. And I think sometimes when people create a podcast, don't actually think about what what it is that they want that outcome to be where it's more that like oh everybody's everybody's podcasting so i should have podcast <laughs> and exactly. you know i'm gonna i i couldn't agree with you and more i'm getting yeah. this like look our podcast yeah. is relatively new i think we're on about episode 17 or 18 but one of the things that i said Whoop. is when we do a podcast it is going to be every week and <laughs> let me tell you there's been a few times it's it a lot is of work. So much work. And I think also as well, like I make it harder yeah. for myself because I. Oh, <laughs> why am I not surprised I by that, Jen? Why I am I not surprised? I, you by know, because I've had people say to me, they're like, well, why don't you make your podcast episode 20 minutes? You know, make it shorter. And I'm like, no, because I don't like short podcasts. I want to be able, for me, a good podcast is I go into the gym, I have a workout, and I listen to a whole episode. Like to me, a podcast episode yeah. should be a workout like. <laughs> so that's kind of. <laughs> and so for me, I like a 20 minute episode, which makes sense because that's how long I work out. <laughs> but it is, I mean, everybody's yeah. different, but my podcast episodes have been like everybody's between 25 sure. to 50 minutes, depending upon what it is. But 
I put a lot of thought into it, but then also as well, and what people don't know, and I'm revealing my secrets here, because I've had a lot of my members say to me, they're like, oh, can you show us how to do a podcast? And how did you do it? And I'm like, are you sure you want to do one? Because there has been times, literally, I will tell you last week, we had a problem with the recording and a podcast episode wasn't recorded and we couldn't release it. And so my podcast episode oh. goes live every Wednesday morning. And I'm like, every Wednesday, there's an episode. It's going to go live. So I woke yeah. up, I went to the gym, came home, and my podcast editor said, there's a problem with the recording. We have to do it again. I literally sat down in front of the re- in front of the computer and for, th- I think it was like 32 minutes long, recorded the whole podcast interview. And then I had to run to an event to speak at it. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you no. sat down and cried and I was going to be like, I, I, no, I was going to be like, yeah. I get it. I get it. I podcasts, you guys like, yo, our hosts that we work with, I value, they are truly like, we, we always send them thank you notes, like at the end of the year and all this type of stuff, because I'm like, it is so much work it to is. put on a podcast. This is not an easy thing to do. And to guest on podcasts is much easier. And you can get such great results as well, right? Well, I shouldn't say it's easier. You still have to pitch. You still have to do this type of stuff, but it's easier in the sense that you're not having to, it doesn't all ride on you producing. And you're not like, no. Sorry, what did you say? You get great results, right? And you're not doing crazy stuff like me, you know, recording a podcast because the recording didn't work, you know, 20 minutes before it's supposed to go live. And that is, it it is a lot of work. And I'm about to go traveling for six weeks. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to be great. I'm going to batch all of my content and I'm going to have all my podcast episodes done. I'm going to maybe two. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, yeah, how am I going to do (laughs) that? Well, that's kind of why when you said this was like 17 or 18, I was like, good for most podcasts stop before 10. So that is, that is one thing that, um, oh, um, that is one thing that I think is, is important for you guys to hear too, is like, I typically, again, if it's a friend or something's podcast that you want to be on, go for it. But like our clients, we don't, we don't pitch to shows that have under 30 episodes published because then I know that person's in it. I know that person. I mean, obviously with you, this is different. I know you, I know your audience. Like I'm, I'm totally good to go, but like with other stuff and with our clients, like if we don't know them and we don't know that type of stuff, it's kind of a cold situation. Like I'm, I need to know that, you know, what totally. this entails, right? Because the worst thing would be that have you pitch that be on the show and then you don't air it. Cause you just stop. The and podcast. actually, do you know what? Right. So that's kind of something I want to, I want to talk out. to you about something as well, because I think this is important too. So, um, when, when you're on a podcast, cause this is one thing that, that we do is we're very meticulous. Like when we have a guest on a podcast, so for example, you're going to hear from my podcast editor and she's going to like get lots of photos from you and mock up lots of social media mm-hmm. images and give you lots of video as well and be like, Hey, Christina, here's all of the stuff. Here's our tags. You know, we'd love for you to go and share it. Mm-hmm. We also even as well, give you everything for, um, for writing like blog post or anything as well that you use, like, cause we're using some really great AI mm-hmm. software as well. Um, but I oh, found, 
I found too that when I've been on some podcasts, um, some people have been like, yeah, great. Thanks for being on. Okay. I bet the link. Here you go. And I've had to go back and be like, okay, but what do you want me to do? And <laughs> like, I'd like to promote it. And where do you want me to promote it? And do you have, you know, information? And I feel that some people are not so savvy at that. Um, do you, Oh no. Do, do yeah. you have, so for example, when you're matching up your, um, your customers with podcasts, do you have like a checklist of sort of criteria of, you know, this, they must be doing this. They must, you know, provide these resources. They must do that for it to be a certain podcast for our client to be on or. No, um, it should honestly be the client's responsibility to create the, the stuff. If a, if a host does that, fantastic. But I'll tell you, most don't. Most don't. So am I just so making things super complicated are, for myself again, Christina? Yes, <laughs> correct. You are. You are. You have to, you, you have to understand that like you do have to do the heavy lifting with the content creation. Um, I don't expect a host to do that. If they do it, fan freaking tastic like wonderful we can send that along to our client we put it up on our website you know we put it up on our socials all that type of good stuff but really it comes down to the client doing that but we try to make it as easy as possible we're like here's the tool we use for audience we actually create some yeah. for our clients that's part of our package so some of that we do for them um but otherwise we're kind of like hey here's the canva templates to do this Here's, you know, how you use headliner to make the audio snippets, et cetera. Do most of them do it? No. But the big thing that we really, you know, kind of harp on them a little bit about is like at least posting to social media and tagging sure. the host. Yeah. Right. Like putting something on social media, tagging the host, because I will tell you from a host perspective, that is the most frustrating thing in the world when they have a guest on and then they never like see that that person promoted yeah. it at all. Um, and I'm not saying you have to have a big list that you're promoting it to or anything like that, but just putting it out there into your ether and like specifically tagging the host makes a big, big difference um, in that. And so I think that that's really, really important, but you kind of have to know that like, you're going to have to create the content on the back end. Again, if you get it wonderful, okay. but don't count on it. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> We're so good. <laughs> we, we do all of that. Yeah. I mean, and it, again, there are hosts that do that, but I would say even some of the biggest shows we've worked with, they don't, they don't, um, really create a whole lot of stuff for the, for okay. the client themselves. That's interesting. Um, so when you're, um, when you're looking for podcasts, how important is the quality of a podcast when you're considering it as a potential platform for a business? Do you have certain criteria of certain podcasts for clients or do you look more for niche niches? How do you do that? Yeah, we definitely do both. Um, so, uh, like I mentioned earlier, there has to be a certain number minimum of episodes, right? So we want to make sure that this is someone that's consistently producing content, getting it out there into the world. The more niche, yeah. the better, to be honest with you. So we actually get, as much as we can with our clients, we like to get pretty dang niche um, because those have the highest return for our clients. When you're, when they listen to a very, way more than bigger podcasts. And I think that's really important for y'all to hear. Bigger does not equal better when it comes to your bottom line. 
And I think that that's really, really important for people because they get really hung up on that. They get really hung up on, I only want to be on this big show and I want to be on this big show. And honestly, if people come to me with that attitude, we're not going to be a good fit. Um, I am regularly telling people like, you got to trust me on this. The more niche, when people say the riches are in the niches, 100%. And that is very true when it's with podcasts as well. The people that listen to that trust that host implicitly. They really, really trust they're, they're in, they're involved in what that is. A lot of these bigger shows, people listen to them much more yeah. passively, nothing wrong with that. Um, but they're not listening to them with the intent of like, oh, this is really going to move the needle in my pet photography business, or this is going to really move the needle in X, Y, Z, like very specific yeah. thing. And so I think that it's really important to know, like the more niche, as long as they're ideal clients for you, the better. And that's, you know, like, do you, do you look at like a certain number of downloads as a minimum or, um, we don't have that information. So that information yeah. isn't public. Um, so you will never know the number of downloads that a show has. And so that is why we're way more focused on, um, you know, the level of quality, the, how many shows we listen to an episode, we make sure that it's legit, you know, this is going to be a good host and they're going to ask good questions and stuff like that. We'll take a look at certain things like their socials. We might take a look at their ratings and reviews on Apple podcasts or Spotify or something like that. We certainly do research um, on them, but there isn't like a specific number because that's not information yeah. that we have. And again, I'm w way more focused on the audience than I am on the size. Yeah. And that it. totally makes sense. And I hope as well that people listening to this, when they're looking for podcasts to be featured on that, they really look for the ones that are really going to align with their business as well, because it's going to give them much better exactly. return on investment. Do you, do you see any yep. trends in podcasting at the moment and anything that entrepreneurs need to be aware of? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, first of all, you haven't missed the boat. Podcasts are growing like crazy. They're still going up, up and up. So don't think that you've missed your opportunity to be on shows. Absolutely. There's a ton out there. Um, video podcasts are becoming much more popular. So meaning like what Jen and I are recording today, like she also has a video aspect to it. So releasing that as well, that's something that people are becoming interested in. I still think it's important to know though, that most people are listening to audio only. So it's fantastic to have it video again, work smarter, not harder. Y'all take the video, release it, get it out on more platforms, like 100%, but just know that most people are still listening, right? Cause they want to do it on the go and kind of when they're doing other stuff. Um, so I think that that's super, that's super important. Um, one trend that I see that I think is important to fight back against is paying to be a guest uh, on a yeah. podcast. Um, you should never pay to be a guest on a podcast. Okay. So that is not publicity at that point that has become an so ad with a very different what set of What do you rules. think? Um, because I have this for a friend who appeared on a big podcast, actually, and she did a great interview, sure. but then the podcast host said mm -hmm. to her, um, I can give you more publicity. So I will let you in our break. You can talk about your course. And then at the end, I will go and promote your course or you know, whatever it is that she has. And then I will make sure that in our email newsletter, we promote your course as well. And there was a fee for that. And it was in the thousands of dollars. What's your view on that? 
I guess my question, follow-up question of that would be, is it disclosed that this is paid? So meaning it's kind of hard if they were doing an interview and then they added that in, because I feel like that's stuff you would do anyways in an interview, like right. talk about your course or talk about, you know, that type of stuff. So that's a little tricky there, um, I guess. But if money is exchanged, it needs to be disclosed. So that's what it really comes down to. So meaning like if they were to say repeatedly through the episode, hey, this episode is sponsored by our guest so-and-so, right? Um, you can learn more about their course at XYZ, whatever. They did a traditional ad, right? So if they're like, we're having an ad break and that's, you know, a, a thing for the course, those things are fine. And they could absolutely be a good investment for you. Um but most people don't disclose. I was just going to say that. And I think, um, you know, you and I coming from our PR background, yeah. your PR background, you absolutely have to do that. And it all of a sudden goes from being yes. press coverage to an advertorial um, or advertisement. Yep. Where I think still with podcasts, yep. it's not a lot of podcast hosts don't disclose that. Disclose that. No. And we are, I'm going off ethics mm. right now. I'm not going off law. So I think that that's important for you to, like, I'm not saying people are doing illegal no. things. I'm just saying they're doing, am I allowed to, am uh, I allowed to swear? I prefer you don't. <laughs> <laughs> no. Dodgy. Yeah, I won't Let's then. say dodgy. They're doing not. Dodgy is good. Yeah, yeah. they're doing dodgy things. Um, and I think that that's important to realize, like, you don't want to be on that side, right? Like, you don't ever want your interview to come up as something that people realize was paid for when they didn't think it was. And I think that the example that I like to give for that because the FTC will come down on podcasts. That's the federal trade commission, at least, you know, here in North America. And they did that with social media about 10 years ago. And I want you to recall the rise of the influencer and what happened on social media was all these people were out on socials. They were talking about these products and they were putting them on their faces or they were wearing them or whatever. And people were buying them like crazy, not realizing that they, that particular influencer and had been they don't use it to do that. And and they don't use it and they I wouldn't have used it, you know, if they if they hadn't had, had that happen. And so the FTC had to come down and be like, you, this yeah. is illegal. You have to be disclosing if this is an ad or a sponsorship or something like that. And the same thing will happen with but podcasts. And how I was just going to say, how crappy does it feel if you yeah. didn't realize that was happening? You, I, I know of one very well-known podcast that he charges a lot for his guests to be on the show and it is not disclosed. And I can imagine that when people find that out, that's going to really change their perspective on their whole yeah. experience. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, for me, I, especially maybe for smaller businesses as well, that is it even worth it? Is it worth it one to pay it? And is it worth it even like I'm thinking as well, would I charge somebody to be on my podcast? No. You know, because I I love it. I love talking to people. Yeah. I love sharing that information. And the amount of money that you would charge is kind of not worth my, it's not worth my time. <laughs> well, it's not even, it's worth your time, but it's also not worth your headache yeah. if that does become a, you know, like there's, there's a lot of stuff going on. There are people looking at your podcast differently, things like that because of it. I think like, I'm not against running an ad on a podcast. I think if it's a great podcast and you're not able, you know, you get that opportunity and it's disclosed, like, I don't think that's a bad thing. It's just a matter of, you know, doing it in a way that, that feels good to you and feels right to you. And a lot of times people just don't yeah. know when we have someone 
Um, you know, they don't, a lot of podcast hosts, like they don't come from a PR background. They don't come from this background. So when they, all they hear is, oh, I could charge for people to be on my podcast because I'm getting them in front of my audience. So that just makes sense. Right. Or I'm paying to have this produced or X, Y, Z. And so when we kind of get that response back from a pitch, um, we just write them back and kind of say like, are you disclosing? And here are the reasons why. And we do it in a very nice way, but we're like, you sh you shouldn't you shouldn't yeah. be charging and here are the reasons why um sometimes people respond to that sometimes they don't um but i think that it's important to kind of educate in a in a you know in a kind way um and with our clients it's just never going to happen we will never yeah. pay for our clients to be on a podcast well um, you shouldn't i mean it's so i, I just it's want like people you to shouldn't have it out pay there. to get press coverage because then it's not press coverage right exactly um it's not when I see people talk about there's certain magazines that oh, I yeah. bet you know which ones I'm talking about too that of you course. can pay to be in. And so when I see people be like, oh, I was featured in XYZ, I'm like, I know you yeah. paid for that. And it gives me a, I completely have a different view of them yeah. in my mind. Yeah. But do you know the average, so you and I know, right? But the average people don't know yeah. and they look at that and they go, oh, they've been in that magazine. And it's the same thing with awards as well. Exactly. Right? Like there was one award, yep. well, we get this all the time, you know, congratulations, you've won this award or this, <laughs> and I'm like, no, thank yeah. you. You know, unless it's something that yeah. I apply for, I'm interviewed for, that you're going to properly check me out. It doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. Exactly. Really. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But it is hard because most people just don't know. They see that and they're like, wow, oh my gosh. And of course I'm not in people's comments like yeah. that was paid for. But like, you know, I think that I think that it's it's important to know that like your relation your authentic relationship with your consumers, your clients, your customers, potential customers, et cetera, that's really important. And when that when that trust is broken, like that's um that can really hinder totally, your brand. Totally. Now we are almost, we're coming to the end of our workout in the gym because we've, oh my goodness, we could talk for ages, but I have two more questions for you. One, yes. I would love to hear okay, your perfect. top tips for a business. If they are going to be on a podcast, what do they need to consider? What What's going to make their appearance on a podcast fantastic? Uh, first and foremost would just be get really clear on what you want to talk about. So what I really recommend is like the key to getting on a show is pitching. So be focused on the pitching. Um, unless you're going to hire someone like myself and my team to do that pitching for you, that's going to be step one. So figuring out how to do that, learning how to do that, learning how to write your pitch template, which is what I recommend so that 90% of your pitch is done. Um, by the time you, you know, are going to pitch, uh, every time that's super helpful. Um, but being clear on the topics, what you're going to talk about, all that type of good stuff, because there's no reason to fret about, uh, guesting until you've gotten some yeses for actually being on the shows. Perfect tips. Now, if they want to work with you, cause I think you're fabulous. Um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And I'm going to work with you one day. I always say to you every time I see you, I'm like, Christina, I'm going to hire you. And then every time I see you, you're like, yeah, uh -huh, my price has gone up. Why? <laughs> like, yeah, okay. You know, I get that. I own that. It's the same thing with female fusion that I've had people always say to me, yeah, I'm going to be a member. 
oh, maybe next time. And then after yeah. like a couple of yeah. years, they're like, okay, yeah, I'll be a member now. I'm like, you know, you could have had it cheaper before, but that's okay. It's going to be <laughs> double the rate, <laughs> but okay. yeah, than it was before. I mean, it is what it is. It's like when people are ready, they're ready. But for us, you know, I, and I think it's important for people to hear this, like the demand is yeah. keeps rising for what we do. Like, a lot of people see the value in being on podcasts. You know, we have many clients that they work with us for longer than the initial year contract because for them, it's a great return on their investment. But beyond that, they like doing marketing again. I can't even tell you how many clients I have that are like, I used to do Facebook ads or I used to do, you know, lives every day and da, da, da. And like, it just, yeah, I hated it. I hated it. And they are now doing, you know, they work with us. They literally just have to show up to the podcast interviews, drop their amazing knowledge, and then take that relationship with the host from there. And they're like, all I get to do is go have conversations with people. And like, I love it. I love it. And then I have leads come in and it just works out really, really well for them. And it's a very authentic yeah. form of marketing, which is also why I think a lot of people really love it because they're they're just having a genuine conversation and sharing and do their story. You, I, actually, I want to ask you because we didn't get to cover this and I know you have so many stories. Can you share a story of a client who, um, who's a mm -hmm. small business, whatever kind of small business, um, that yeah. has really transformed their business from guesting on podcasts? Because I think that will really, that will oh, really absolutely. put it in perspective. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I have multiple clients that come to mind, but I'm going to focus on one, Liz Wilcox. And Liz, when she first, when we first started working together, we worked together for two years and we first started working together in early 2021. Um, she was doing one-on-one -on -one copywriting services. So she was, you know, working with people one-on-one -on -one to do their website, their email, whatever. And about a month or two into us working together, she launched a membership. So an email marketing membership, $9 a month. Um, you guys, it is the best. I'm a member, even if she wasn't my client or my past client, I am a member. I re-up every year. I even, I, I love it. It's so good. It's like, is it still $9 a month? Anywho, it's still $9 a month. Wow. She has never raised the price on it. It's $9 a month. Girl has almost 3000 members. And the only way she's promoted it is through being a guest on podcasts and speaking at events and her That's referrals. Fantastic. And she has retired all of her, she retired all her one-on-one -on -one services. I want to say like a year after starting the membership or year, year and a half after starting the membership. Um, and this is all from the power of getting out in front of people. So she now just does the membership. Um, and you know, we took a break after working together for a couple of years, but I know we're going to start up again. She's ready to get going again, but that's course, a lot of podcasts yeah. to be on. Um, you know, over a couple of years, she was ready to take a little break. Fair enough. Um, but like, that is amazing. And when you think about that, that whole business, her whole life is transformed because of getting out there and podcasting. That's being so a powerful. Huge part of that. And do you work with many um, mm -hmm. bricks and mortar businesses as well? Or are they more digital businesses? They're typically digital. Um, we have worked with brick and mortar. And as long as they ship or whatever they do could be international or at least domestic, then we're good with doing that. Again, it's the same thing. Like if they're local, yeah. we don't do that. Um, that's not that type of work that we do. But if they are open to being in front of audiences from really anywhere, then that's totally fine. And we have done that in the past to great success. But most of our clients are online-based uh, online okay. businesses. That's, I mean, 
I keep saying to all of our members as well that they need to get on podcasts. They need to put themselves out there and just start getting on podcasts because you will not believe the audiences yeah. that you get exposed to as well. I love podcasts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, they're great. I mean, and they're truly one of the the um, easiest, like the lowest barrier to getting yourself out there because um, there are so many. You don't have to pay to do it. Um, it's, you know, something that you you can just start doing. Um, and they're really the first thing I would say, everybody, the, the first step that I would really recommend is ask your audience what podcast they listen to. So start asking people, what podcast are you listening to? You can put it in your e-newsletter. You can put it on your social media. And that's going to really give you a great place to kind of start like, okay, these could be some cool places to Absolutely. even start pitching. Now, if they want to reach out to you, what's the best way? We're going to put all your contact details in show notes as well. Um, but yeah, definitely. So kind of the best way to get a hold of me is either through Instagram, which is at publicity X Christina with a CH. And I know it'll be yeah. down there for Jen's going to have it. The other thing is to head to podcast publicity quiz.com. And that is a really great place for you to tell where you are in your journey. And it'll kind of direct you to what might make the most sense. So whether that's our training that we offer, it's just a two hour you know, training that teaches you how to do that pitch template. So you're ready to start pitching yourself. Um, or if you think that perhaps having our team pitch on your behalf might make more sense, it'll direct you there That's as well so to cool. apply. I love quizzes. Everyone knows. Quizzes Me are too. so great. Me too. And my quiz is, my quiz is super interactive. You get, you'll see this face uh, a lot in it because it's a video oh, quiz. Oh, really? Oh, fun. Okay. I'm going to, I've got to do yes. a quiz. I need mm -hmm. to check that out then. Christina, it's it's cool. I'm so grateful for your time. I adore you so much. And I'm so grateful that, you know, we met in, in Australia. And I know that you and I are going to be in each other's business lives, friendship lives for, for a long time. So I'm really grateful for you yes. giving me so much time tonight to share this knowledge with our members. You are just amazing. And thank you thank for, you. for sharing your knowledge. Thank you. And thank you for getting me in front of your audience. I mean, that's, that's what I'm trying to do. Get, you know, get the word out and I'm, I love it. And I love your, you know, I've spoken with your group before and you have such amazing members and people that are a part of your world. And yeah, I'm, I'm just excited at the possibility of helping even more people get their voices out there because the world needs it. We need to hear voices and we want to hear people's voices and it's time. It it's time. is time. And it is time to get out of your head and start doing those podcasting mm -hmm. guesting slots. You don't need to have a podcast. All you need to do is get out there and you do yep. a couple of them and all of a sudden it doesn't seem scary anymore and it becomes, podcasting is fun. I love that. I love that you said that because I do like, y'all, your first few, you're gonna be sweaty, nervous mess. Like that is absolutely going to happen. Just be prepared, be ready. And then after the first couple, you're going to get so much totally. more comfortable. You're going to feel way better. You're like, okay, I've got this down. I'm ready to go. So I love that you said that because it can be really intimidating the first few and just know that we've all been there. The first time I did an Instagram live like a year ago, I was, a, I was five minutes late. I couldn't figure it out. I was sweaty. I was like, oh my gosh, what is happening? And in that moment, I had to tell myself, I was like, this is how your clients feel the first time. <laughs> Honestly, you know, like, <laughs> like you, you just have to, to say like, what's the worst that's going to happen, right? You know, we just, we exactly. get out there, we do it. And, you know, I even remembered like when I started being online a lot, um, I had someone very close to me say, 
how can you do this? Like, why would you do this? People are going to make fun of you. People are going to like say things about you. And it wasn't like from a place of being mean about it, but it was more just, uh, I'm concerned about you that people are mean on the internet and I don't want them to be mean about you. Mm. And I was kind of like, do you know what? I don't care. And in the beginning, I, I, I cared a little bit, but That's my audience knows yeah. now, like I'll just yeah. jump online on Instagram or whatever, doing whatever. I'll have a thought pop into my mind because that's very much me. And sometimes I'll do it. I'll be walking out of the gym. I'll have no makeup on. I'll have sweat dripping down my face and yeah. be like, hey guys, you know, I've just done this. I'm thinking about this. What do you yeah. think? And even just for like two or three minutes and I get so many DMs from people being like, I love how you're so normal. <laughs> And it is it's authentic. Right? It's authenticity. Yeah. And that is what people seek. Like doing a live when you're just, you know, no, I've seen <laughs> your lives like that. And I agree. Like, it's just yeah. like, oh, there's Jen coming out of the gym. Like no one's thinking, no one's thinking anything other than like, oh, that's yeah. like real. That's real life. I'm not getting all done. Same with, and same with a yeah. podcast interview. I'm coming on here. I'm just talking with somebody and we seek authenticity. Yeah. There's so little authenticity online that when you see the real stuff, like you totally. connect with it. So be authentic, have the courage to show up and do it. Yes, be, be yourself, yourself because every time you do it is going to get better. Christina, I adore you. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for your time. I Right back at you. Thank you so much. Right back at you. Thank you, everybody. Hi there, I'm Jen Blandos, the founder of Female Fusion. I've been an entrepreneur for over 20 years with experience in building seven-figure businesses and working around the world. Originally, I'm from Canada, but I've been living in Dubai for the past 14 years. I've created this podcast to share my insights and expertise as a global entrepreneur and help other women start, build, grow, and scale their businesses. You'll also hear from some of the world's top experts and female entrepreneurs will inspire and motivate you to achieve your business goals. So join me as we explore all that the world has to offer and build the business of your dreams. Let's get started.